Sing me a song, you're a singer. Do me a wrong, you're a bringer of evil. The devil is never a maker. The less that you give, you're a taker. So it's on and on and on. It's heaven and hell. Oh, well. Welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by the sexiest man in podcasting, Scott Haskins. Scott, do you recognize that lyric? What Aerosmith song did that come from that I read at the top of the show? I thought that was from my wedding vows. Um, which is really weird because I'm single. Uh, I don't know. I thought you were going with Piano Man at first, and then I realized by the second line that it was not Billy Joel. Uh, boy, you got me on that one. All right, so we got uh, no guest from Scott Haskin. Let's go to the grumpiest man in podcasting, John Mariano. John, do you know what Aerosmith song that quote came from? It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> oh, wait. See, you got him going on Billy Joel. Come on, man. <laughs> That's not my fault. You you invoked the Joel. I know. I know. It's not Joel. your fault. Yeah, I, I got you. It, it's 100% Scots. Uh, just so you know, that's not from an Aerosmith song. I got that uh, chat GPT, and so I asked it to write me an Aerosmith lyric, and that's what it came up with. So you got it from Satan. <laughs> no, I got it from Satan. So anyone who thinks that chat GPT can write a script and replace a writer, you're a fucking idiot. Chat GPT sucks. That's the worst lyric I ever heard. You know, I did recently see uh, somebody asked chat to uh to come up with a, a synopsis for a horror film and it gave a pretty you know general low budget horror pitch uh similar to stuff that you would see like direct to, D- to dvd or on the sci-fi network and uh but but it did one thing that i was impressed by it, it left it open for a sequel mm. which i thought okay that's pretty smart that's what so, the only thing it's good for. Uh, yeah. just, 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 I, I stand with the writers. I hope there's a wait, resolution to the strike very soon. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me even AI is too focused on world building to put together a competent script? Yep. Of course. <laughs> because it learns from people that did that. Well, that's terrible. It is. I, you know, I just wish that we would come to some kind of resolution to where we don't have to keep going on strike every time something happens, like just set a new precedence to where people are just treated well and, and acknowledged properly and paid properly. And, you know, cause if I just don't see the point of doing these little things and then three years later, now we got to do it again. Although if it is over the AI issue, well, that's new. So that would be, that's pretty fair. You're a dreamer, Scott Haskin. If only the world worked that way, but billionaires need more money. They need to buy another yacht. I have two pitches for solutions, but they both are problematic in and of their own right. And my my first pitch is that we get the great Al Bundy who once uh, scored four touchdowns in the high school football game. And we have him, as the execs don't want to pay the writers, um, he walks into their offices and escorts them out of their office to fire them uh, as he would have um, removed one of Kelly's boyfriends by slamming them face first into the wall and then throwing them out the door. Um, and then my, my, my solution number two um, was equally as good is that we get um, Red Foreman to show up and physically um, put his foot up the exec's ass now, the problem with either one of these things is that they were both created by writers, and that, kids, is the importance of writers. Nicely done. Amen. Go poke high. Yep. You know what else is important? 
Ken Napsack. John Mariano, tell us about Ken Napsack. Oh, do you know about Ken Napsack? Ken Napsack, also a writer. That's right. Um, and he he um, supports the Guild. Um, he also supports the Napsack Network, home of the blathering with Ken Napsack, Saturday, Na- Na- Saturday Night Napsack, and many more. The Blathering is an off-the-cuff, from-the-heart-and-head podcast from, from comedian and author Ken Napsack. Um, he also writes, hosts, and performs um, on the network. He's co-creator of Four Center, The Knapsack Files, and Pop Rock and Radio, which which can be found on Mixcloud. Um, support Ken, you know, find Ken on the on the interwebs and go and support and love Ken because we do. Amen. You know who else we love? We love the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Scott Haskin, if you wouldn't mind, please use those uh, golden uh, throat of yours and uh, don't ask me how I know. And tell everybody about the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Well, you know, Corey, it's this ever-growing network of podcasts, all music-related in one way or another. And of course, aside from this show, which is one of my favorites, even though I never listen to it because I'm present for the actual recording, uh, you two do a wonderful show called Backtracks Theme Music, where you talk about all things film music. Very informative and enjoyable show. John's a completely different guy on that show. I don't even know who he is. Uh, but Corey, you do another show with our friend Mark Kamire called And the Podcast Will Rock, which is all things Van Halen. I have my other podcast, Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. We have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. We have Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. He covered all of the Black Sabbath stuff, covered all of the Ozzy Osbourne stuff. Very comprehensive show. We have Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, all things Queen. We have Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. We have Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, all things Iron Maiden. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the ultimate Ozzy podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie do the Judas Priest podcast or Judas Priest cast as it is now known. We have Clay and Riot North by South podcast, a comparison between North American and American bands. I should say North American and Canadian bands would, would be uh, more accurate for our Canadian friends like Corey. And then we have Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, a Megadeth podcast. Kevin at the Tom Petty Project. Kevin also does another show with his buddy Randy, the Seaside Pod Review, another Queen show. We have Quinn at And Volume for All, which is general heavy metal talk. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. And Chaz at Greg at the short-term podcast regarding Lulu. And of course, we can't forget our other friends, Sean Geek and Fast Fret and Eric at Booked on Rock. That's right. All great podcasts. Please go check them out. And before we get into this week's song, uh, I've been kind of slipping, guys, but I didn't realize that there's a few people that have left reviews uh, on our little show on Apple Podcast. I wanted to read the reviews for you guys, and we'll see how we're doing, okay? Yeah. Uh, This one goes back uh, to November, and I'm sorry I'm just getting to it now. Um, It's a five-star review. Uh, The header says, number one Aerosmith podcast. Look at that. Really enjoy listening and getting the insights. Have liked Aerosmith since I was eight years old. I'll be 28 in September. I've had them kind of on the back burner since I started listening to Def Leppard since I was 17. Also a pretty good band. This has reignited my love of Aerosmith and is getting me pumped to go see them in November. Awesome, my friend. Thank you very much for uh, for, for listening to the show. Actually, it was sent uh, May 10th. So he's going this November on the uh, on the 50th uh, Peace Out Tour. So that's going to be a great show. Hope you have a great time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really kind of envious. Uh, the uh, next review came 
uh, what was this? Looks like July or June 2nd. Fun trip down Aerosmith discography. It's also a five-star review. Aerosmith was the first band I got into and started collecting all their albums. Love the conversations and insights about the songs from Lar Dog in the United States. Thank you very much for that review. And then my absolute favorite review was left on May 14th. Uh, it's it's a longer one, so I got to hit the thing here. Uh, it's a five-star review from Southern Rock to Pop Rock, Aerosmith Rocks Year Round. And the review says, the fun concept of the dice is a very nice spin to the podcast. Aerosmith is the best band on the planet. Always will be. John and Corey are Aerosmith fans just like me. So this is before you, Scott. I'm sorry. Yeah, or or someone... they're just specifically ignoring me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, my favorite line is here. They're somewhat funny, but could use some better mics. So uh, if you agree that we could use some better mics, please, uh, I'll, I'll give my PayPal information, uh, Venmo, whatever. Send me some money so I can afford a better mic. I I'm using a Sure 55. It's actually a pretty okay. good mic. And I know Scott's got a good contensor there, too. They must be talking about John and his headset mic. I, I, I Well, first of all, this is, this is, this is a prop mic. I have, I, I, have, I have one of these snowballs over here. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but, but, but second of all, if you're going to upgrade mics for, for both Corey and Scott, I fully endorse this, but I believe in balance. So can you send me a worse mic? <laughs> Is that possible? You have a snowball. Actually, those aren't too bad. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, oh, you, I, I love that they're somewhat funny. I, I think that that describes us incredibly well. The fact that we're somewhat funny uh, to me is a huge win. Uh, oh, yeah. th this person also goes on to say they usually drag out the intros and outros. Yep, totally. Uh, we're doing it here again, too. Sorry. But the top three Aerosmith songs, in their opinion, are number one, Rats in the Cellar. So there's uh, someone John Mariano can uh, relate to. Love in an Elevator, number two, and Just Push Play at number three. The true genius of Aerosmith can never be pure into words. I think they meant put into words. Super Eve via Apple Podcast, May 14th. Thank you very much for those reviews, everybody. That was a lot of fun. Excellent. Did you know, Corey, that uh, you only get Apple podcast reviews from your own continent? So you're only getting reviews from North America. So if somebody from Europe has left one, you may not see it. Uh, yes, I was aware of that. Yeah, the, and those three specifically came from the United States. Um, every once in a while, I check because uh, our little show here, sometimes we chart uh, in, in different countries. Um uh, I'm just going to bring that up here and let, let the folks know. Uh, boy, Denmark, uh, Australia. Australia loves John Mariano. Like, uh, it, it's really kind of ridiculous how popular he is there. But um, Great Britain, uh, we, we get a lot of folks in Great Britain listening. Uh, Taiwan, uh, a lot of people in Taiwan. Uh, so thank you very much from all of our friends all across the, the globe, uh, this glorious flat earth of ours, to uh, l listen to our dumb little Aerosmith show. Well, I mean, in Australia, it makes sense because you can walk out your front door or even just crack your window open and take a chance on getting eaten by one of the million things that's there to kill you. Or you could stay inside and listen to John Mariano. I mean, the choice is clear. It's really kind of a coin flip, isn't it? Haven't we already established that my mic is shitty? <laughs> I'm just wondering why you have a prop mic on an audio-only podcast. Because, well, because one time I had my mic turned up like this and I got yelled at by, by a fellow podcaster that, you know, put your mic down so we could hear you. And that, that wasn't the issue because this whole time I just turned my mic up and you guys could hear me perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, the more you think about that one review and they said we need to get better mics, maybe maybe they think your name is Mike Scott and we just need a better mic. Oh, that could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you got if you can swap me out, uh, I mean, if you're upgrading, I'll, I'll go with it. I don't want new like, people. I don't like, <laughs> look. Look, I think it's all well and good that we're listening and we're looking at reviews or whatever, and we appreciate what you're writing. 
we ain't fucking listening to reviews, right? Like, we're not gonna follow what you say. We're gonna use the same shitty mics. We're gonna have the same shitty mic on, and that's what we're gonna do. All right. Now I'm gonna throw it to Mike. Mike, how was your week? Come on, Mike. That's you, Baldy. Let's go. Oh, me. Yeah. Uh, jolly good and fantastic. Actually, we we, we established in canon that you're that you're the Mike. We're not replacing Mike with Mike. I don't want to meet new people. Yeah, that's true. That's a hassle. You know yeah, what yeah. you're getting with me, whether you like it or not. You know what you're getting every week. Wait, exactly. It's consistent. And, 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 Put that on your be, dating app, Scott. To be fair, anybody who listens to the show knows. I appreciate that they listen, but I'm the one who has to be here with Mike, and I don't want I don't want to have to learn a new mic, and, and and deal with a new mic. I know the nuances of this mic. I like this mic. I don't know why we're calling him Mike now, but that's where we are. And if you feel like I'm dragging things out, it could be because you mentioned it in the review. So maybe this is a lesson to everybody right now. And uh, for those of you who are looking for me on your dating app, uh, my profile is just swipe swipe left already. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've dragged out the intro long enough, boys. Let's get into some Aerosmith. Last week, show 69, we had Monkey on My Back from Little South to Sanity. Um, Scott and I liked it well enough to put it on the live track mixtape. John was a little more iffy on it, but his vote didn't matter. Uh, So it's currently nestled between Sweet Emotion and What It Takes on side B of our double mixtape. So now it's time to go to what we have currently on our dice. This week we have uh, I'm Down, of course, Home Tonight, Nine Lives, Out of Your Head, Roadrunner, and Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu. Scott Haskin, what are you hoping to roll here tonight? You know, I, I'm kind of uh, really wanting to hear their version of Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu. All right. I I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm the one that put that on there. Uh, I've been looking forward to that one since we started this show. So I'm hoping we roll it here tonight. John Mariano, how about you? Anything but I'm down. Like, I I, I, I just, I, I, I've i decided now where I, I fit with things. I like things being dragged out. I feel like we're dragging this out. I hope it's the last song that we, we get to hear on this podcast at this point. And um, is that a short enough answer for you, Corey? Yes, it is. All right. So. Without further ado, let's get this sucker uh, rolling. Toss of the and we are going to come with I'm Down. You yeah. telling lies, thinking I can't see. It's been how many months for I'm Down on the mixtape? Finally, we on show 70. I think you put it on around show 40. Wasn't, wasn't this on my original dice when I first was a guest? I believe it was. That was way, way, way back when. Yeah. Uh, nice reverse psychology, John, though. Thank you. Yeah, it worked. I, I didn't even see the dice roll. Well, That's true. It wasn't on our time. screen. We can't oh, see wasn't it. it. No. Well, well we've, got, uh, we've got Wikipedia. What the hell do you have Wikipedia for? I don't even have I, Wikipedia. I feel open. like that was the most anticlimactic <laughs> bullshit I've ever witnessed. Oh, my God. Well, Corey has us looking at a fucking Wikipedia page. I thought he was pulling our chain that it fucking came up. Do you see it now? That's yeah, what came we, up. Yes, there it is. I, not that I don't trust you. I'm like, oh, Corey will roll the dice. He feels like rolling the dice. Did you notice how both of us just deadpanned it? Like we didn't react at all that this finally came up? I was stunned. Somebody I, I, could have fucking said something, but knowing you jerks, of course not. 
Well, I didn't I didn't think it was going to happen. So I, you know, I didn't I didn't expect that there was going to be a reveal. And now I'm just concerned about these T-shirt fails that show everything. See, and this is why I don't bring the screen up, because Scott just looks at the ads and he doesn't do his job. <laughs> right, because it's such a visual podcast. Well, it can't be. People would get too turned on by your uh, shot there, my friend. So Yeah, that's true. Swipe I'm left. down. Scott, you put this on the dice. Tell folks about this and your uh, torrid love affair with Permanent Vacation. Well, the first time I heard this, I didn't know it was a Beatles cover. I was pretty familiar with the Beatles, but I didn't know this song. And when I found out it was a Beatles cover, uh, I immediately went and listened to their version. I thought, you know, Aerosmith gave this a really good run for their money. They they were respectful to the original but gave it their own kind of energy. And I think Stephen, I, I really feel Stephen was into this song when he was singing it. I agree. John, your thoughts on I'm Down? Look, I appreciate any Beatles cover that this band does. Um, that, that's my thought. That's my entire thought. Okay, okay. good to know. <laughs> I didn't know that the Beastie Boys recorded a cover of "I'm Down" uh, for "License to Ill." No, I, wow. I don't. I I don't appreciate the Beastie Boys covering the Beatles. But it, it wasn't uh, included on the album because Michael Jackson owned uh, the the Beatles catalog at the time, and he disapproved of several of the covers' altered lyrics, including the line "I keep a loaded pistol inside my pants, find a deaf girl, and do the new dance." Wow, um, yeah, that's different. I don't think I want licensed to ill Beastie Boys covering at all. How did it Both go though? Was it like, don't you know I'm down? It's the only way <laughs> I, I can hear him doing it, it. Yeah, it was never on the. Uh, I wonder, it's probably around there as a bootleg somewhere. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Well, if they never paid for the license, though, they may not have ever. I, somebody probably found it and put it out, though. Yeah. We'll have to look that up after the fact, but. Yeah. I'm Down is track number 11 from Permanent Vacation. Of course, the big comeback album released August 1987. Uh, this song was not a single, although it could have been. Uh, of course, famously uh, written and recorded by the Beatles. Uh, if anyone ever saw uh, the really chaotic performance at the uh, Shea Stadium concert, where like uh, Paul and John are just kind of cracking each other up, uh, it's kind of famous, uh, that performance. But this used to close out the show, I believe, for the Beatles in 1965 and 1966. Hmm. Interesting. So if you guys are ready, we'll get right into it. This is I'm Down from Permanent Vacation. You telling lies thinking I can't see. You can't cry because you're laughing. Scott, what are your thoughts on that vocal performance by Steven Tyler? That's exactly one of the, the main things I love about this song. Very passionate, very powerful. He sounds at the top of his game. But also, how amazing is that bass guitar just bringing the musical side to a, a really, really heavy sounding depth? I think my favorite thing when this band covers this other band is that they... Um, have such a passion and a love for the Beatles and it comes through with everything they do. Um, you know, you know, every, all, all five of them are following firing on all cylinders. And, and, you know, we still haven't covered my favorite Beatles cover. They do. It's coming at some point, 
Um, but for, for now, um, we'll go with I'm, I'm Down. And I'm curious to see if we're going to find room for this on the mixtape because I can see it, you know, wedging its way on there. Scott, do you know which uh, Beatles cover John is talking about? I'm going to guess it's come together. John? Oh, I'm supposed to reveal it? We don't want suspense. No, we don't want suspense. All right. Then, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's come together. Well, it can't be Helter uh-huh. Skelter. We did that one already. Right. No, I, 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 I love Helter Skelter. I love this a little bit more than I love Helter Skelter. I, I, I love come together. Um, yeah. Yeah, keep them coming. You know, it's it's not even so much a guitar solo as it is just a part that features what the guitarist is playing. And I, I, I really see a difference between those two things. I really liked what he played there. I like that he didn't overplay the song. I thought it was just a little quiet. I thought that could have been a little bit louder in the mix because you've got that really pounding bass and snare drum and then the bass guitar. So it doesn't cut through quite as much. But I really dig what he played. I'm pretty sure he played that with a slide. You know, I, I was going to mention that, but I thought maybe it was just me going deafer in one ear because we had uh, the rhythm section on the left side and just Joe on the right side. And yeah, I, I thought it was a little low in the mix too. What did you think, John? I'm okay with it being low. In the, it's hard because they're trying to emulate the Beatles and they definitely go harder than the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it was a choice. I don't think it's a choice that anybody on this podcast agrees with. But it was definitely, I feel like, a creative choice to do because I think they're trying to be very respectful of the original. Oh, I wasn't waving. I was dancing. But it's a, it's okay. That was dancing. Jeez. It was just me pointing my finger because it's, it's, it's a good part. But um, Stephen's vocals are so on point on this song. Like to Scott's point, um, what, what, what he's doing here, you know, is elevating to a degree the original, which almost sounds like blasphemy because you have two of the greatest rock singers of three three and a half of the greatest rock singers in the original band. Right. And, and, and here, here we are, here we are with one band and Steven's power and range. I feel like elevates the original and that's mm-hmm. taking nothing away. Um, Sir, Sir Paul McCartney is one of my favorite vocalists of all time. Um, George Harrison is one of my favorite vocalists of all time. And 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 John Lennon is one of my favorite vocalists of all time. Um, no offense, I I I, I appreciate Ringo Starr, 
Um, but 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 with that, with, with saying all of that, I think you take you take this, and Stephen didn't write it, but Stephen takes the original and just sings his heart out, and it is such a gift to all of us. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, you know, I don't think Ringo sang on this song, so I don't think you uh, you have to worry about him too much. Um, but I, tell me if you guys disagree. I really feel like they're in the studio recording this and they're all just looking at each other and smiling because they know they've they've got something really gold here. And it, it feels like five guys in a room, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 Especially with the next part coming up with the organ. It, 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 it also feels like this is maybe something they would play to like warm up. Mm. Right, it's like sound check or like let's loosen up and like just play a couple of our favorite tunes, and like this is probably among them to do, and it feels it feels like it's more of that, right? I can see that. I mean, it's not a demanding song as far as the music goes. It's not technical. It's just a fun, pretty straightforward song. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the Beatles version now because now that I'm thinking about it. The baseline does seem incredibly simple for something Paul sang, but he might have laid back a little bit because he was the vocalist on the song. Because his bass lines are usually reasonably complex. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to the original album version as well to see how chaotic the organ is, because that sounded very much like John Lennon at Chase Stadium, uh, where Ringo Starr uh, said he cracked up and went mad. And uh, I found a quote from John Lennon about that performance of I'm Down. He said, quote, because I did the organ on I'm Down, I decided to play it on stage for the first time. I didn't really know what to do because I felt naked without a guitar. So I was doing all Jerry Lee Lewis. I was jumping about and I only played about two bars of it. And he's playing with his elbows and he was jumping around. It's, it, it's, it's a fun performance, but. I was going to say that does feel very Jerry Lee Lewis with just the, you know, the constant da, 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 on the same chord. Um, definitely re reminiscent of Jerry Lee Lewis. I want, I, I want to give this song one knock, right? And it's not a knock for knock's sake. If I were going to nitpick and say this is where the flaw in the song is, it is the background vocals. Because, you know, we, 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 we listed off the Beatles' voices and, and, and them doing the background on this track versus Aerosmith, there is a drop-off, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a steep drop-off. But 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 if I were going to sit here and isolate one piece of this song that doesn't work as well as the original, here's where I'm at. Well, and to further my five guys in room theory, I think that's just Joe uh, doing background where normally Stephen would kind of overdub that and kind of do his own his own backing vocals. Uh, I think that was just Joe because uh, nobody else. Uh, I guess uh, Tom Hamilton on occasion uh, would do some background vocals, but not a lot. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's mostly Joe, and Joe I think is fine. But yeah, he's not a tremendous uh, singer by any stretch. And 
Uh, Stephen, if you would have been on top of that, I think would have been pretty good too, whereas the Beatles uh, had great harmonies. So I don't know, Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I, I do. I, I have always felt that it was kind of monotone, you know, the the backing vocals. Part of it for me, and you really notice this at the beginning, is there's almost no reverb on the song at all. So what you're getting is a very dry recording. So that doesn't help. But you also have to give a little bit of uh, life in the performance as well. So I've always just I've always thought of it as someone that's just standing by and agreeing, you know, nodding their head going, yeah, you're really down. You know, and and not not caring so much. I mean, obviously, it, it was it was a choice, you know, like you were saying earlier, John, um, because that's the way they they left it. Um, I'm sure they certainly had room and time for overdubs, but I kind of glad that Steven didn't do backups on it because it would have felt less Beatlesque. I think we get plenty of his voice and to have something to contrast the vocals a little bit. I think it's kind of nice. I do wish it was a little more lively, though. I agree. Oh, we even had the big Beatles ending. That's I'm Down from Permanent Vacation, track 11 from that fantastic album. One of Scott Haskins' favorites. That's why you put it on the dice so many, many years ago. Uh, Scott, let's start with you. we got to discuss now if I'm Down, never released as a single, if it's going to go on a mixtape, it's going to be going on uh, the uh, Side A Deep Cuts or one of our nasty cuts. Currently on the Deep Cuts, we have Rats in the Cellar, Moving Out, No More, No More, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, from the same album, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Seasons of Wither, Permanent Vacation, Get the Let Out, and Combination. So, Scott Haskin, would you put I'm Down on this list? I I would, and the challenge I have is heading off John's brain about how many songs from Permanent Vacation are we going to put on the Ultimate Mixtape. And I agree, you know, they had more albums than just the two that I knew coming into the show. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say I would replace permanent vacation. Interesting. John Mariano, what are your thoughts? I would also replace permanent vacation. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. My vote doesn't matter then. So what would your vote have been for completion this week? Well, I tell you what. I would have maybe replaced Girl Keeps Coming Apart, actually. Mm -hmm. I think I like permanent vacation a little bit more than that one, but I'm cool with I'm down taking off uh, permanent vacation. Well, good. Cause I'm, that's what happened. I'm going to miss the steel drums though. <laughs> so permanent vacation now off the deep cuts, but it has a second opportunity here. It could live on, on the nasty cuts. John, let's start with you. Would you like to replace any of your three or any nasty cut for that matter? Hey. with permanent vacation. Let, let's, let's just recap your three walk on water, cheesecake, and Bright Light Fright. What do you think? So, so I know you felt strongly that Girl Keeps Coming Apart should have stayed on, right? It did stay on. No, but you felt like it should come off instead of this. I didn't feel strongly, but yeah, that's how I was leaning. Um, so, so, so would you have kept Girl Keeps Coming Apart on your side of the mixtape? If, if we took that one off tonight, would I have put yeah. it on my nasty cuts? Yeah. Probably not. All right. So there's a possibility you might save permanent vacation. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a possibility I might save permanent vacation. Um, I would be shocked. See, 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 here's the thing. 
Permanent Vacation is Scott's favorite album. And while the movie is a track on Permanent Vacation, Permanent Vacation is Permanent Vacation. So I think you and I can push push Scott into a real conundrum, right? Because we we got his I Am Down now on the mixtape, right? After all these weeks, after all, all these months, it's on the mixtape. How much or how little does Scott actually love Permanent Vacation? Is he willing to let it go over this shitty movie? He does have two other tracks on there too. Hangman Jury and Nobody's Fault he could replace with. But, but there's only one that's that's really worth coming off. <laughs> Scott, what do you think? Wow, I don't feel pressure at all. How how was that for matching the backing vocals to I'm down? <laughs> uh you know what? Actually, I think I'm going to replace Hangman Jury with permanent vacation. Corey, if you would do the honors on the official sheet. Oh, that that's a travesty. How dare you, sir? Well, you realize this means that you now have the option to save Hangman Jury. Well, uh, I'm going to give it to John first. We're going to see what John says. Again, I mean, John has Walk on Water, Cheesecake, and Bright Light Freight. And I, I, I personally would, would have gotten rid of the movie, and then, then this would have been a done deal. Well, yeah, if you would have, see, here's the thing. If you would have grabbed the movie and put it on your list, you could have eliminated it. Not necessarily. I might have put the movie on my nasty cuts. That's true. Yeah, so 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 in in all honesty, like we're getting we're getting a permanent vacation song off of the album. So I'm okay with it. All right. So you're leaving you're not gonna touch Hangman Jury? Nope, I'm not touching it. I am. I'm putting it on mine. Can I it's guess which one good. you're gonna which one you're gonna remove? Sure, I already did, and you can see it, but yeah, please guess. Oh, well, I, I would have guessed don't get mad, get even. I didn't actually see what you did. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that, that was, was the a borderline one. Okay. one. Yeah, it was a borderline selection on my Nasty Cuts anyway. And Hangman yeah. Jury is a much better song. So I go. currently have Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees, Janie's Got a Gun, and Hangman Jury on my Nasty Cuts. An, an, an excellent set of songs, I will say. I think so. I think out of the nine, eight are really, really good. All right, John, let's wrap this one up here tonight. Do uh, you got anything you want to promote? You want to? You got a new book you want to talk about? How about a comedy album? You going on tour? What you got going on? I've been watching a lot of this Pawn Stars on uh, the History Channel. So if people could go out and support the Pawn Stars, only because um, I, I'm really addicted to the show and I'm running out of episodes. There you go, everybody. Go out and, and seek out Pawn Stars. I was at that pawn shop. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I got myself a Pawn Stars t-shirt and didn't didn't see Rick or Chumley or anything, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, Scott, who lives in Las Vegas, has never been there. I don't think he actually leaves his apartment complex, but do you have anything you would like to promote here tonight? I, I try not to uh, leave, except for my walk uh, once a week, but I have been down by the Pawn Stars store. Uh, the line, however, was around the block. And I thought, well, I could do everything else I want to do today, or I could stand in this line and maybe still not get into the store. So I chose to do everything else I wanted to do that day. Um, let's see, what have I got going on? Well, the uh, the uh, Uriah Heap, the Magicians podcast is, is almost officially completed, uh, pending any new material coming from Uriah Heap. I've now covered everything they've recorded in the studio, interviewed everyone in the band, um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, those episodes are just about to hit 100,000 downloads, 
which I'm very excited about. And thank everyone who has supported the show. Uh, you can check out my other podcast, the Haskin Cast podcast at my website, scotthaskin.com. And am I to understand that the John Mariano uh, Haskin Cast episodes on uh, Cindy Lauper have now uh, eclipsed 1 million downloads? Is that correct? They're getting close. Somewhere getting close? between like 15 and a million. Okay, each, so you're each. almost there. Each. Almost. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Thank you very much. I, I have personally listened to those episodes 14 and a half times. Oh, good. <laughs> that explains you a lot. make it through the 15th. I'm just like, no, <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs> All right, well, well Scott, now that can uh, only you, have so much fun. Exactly. But now that the Uriah Heap show is about to end, would you get off your ass and get us some interviews with like Aerosmith? Maybe get us some free tickets to the uh, Peace Out Tour? Come on. Yeah, I I'll, I don't know that I have ticket connections. I don't know that I even have interview connections, but I will uh, I will do my best. But get Corey, on it, Mike. Corey, hmm? there's an unfinished piece of business. I can tell you're about to close out the show, but there's something we no, haven't done yet. I wasn't going to close out the show. I know exactly oh, I, I what felt, we need to do. I felt the end of coming. Well, see, so, and that's why you're still single. Well, swipe left, people. Um, I I need to replace my song. And so I think... Ah, that was too loud. <laughs> and unexpected. There, there's two pieces of business, Scott. The first one... Oh, yes. Is how many times had Aerosmith played I'm Down because Scott had to correct me on my own damn show. We're going to start with him. How many times do you think Aerosmith performed I'm Down? I don't think this was much of a live track for them. I'm going to guess five. Five. All right. John Mariano. Remember, Price is Right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. How many times do you think Aerosmith performed I'm Down? Um... Like I pick any number, right? Yeah. Not just like, 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 so like three wouldn't count as a number, right? Well, th three would. No, I didn't say mean... three. I said three. Three? No, three would not count. Okay. I was just checking. Yeah. Um, what, what, what about like if I pick a leather? Do leathers count as numbers? No, no. It has to be a legitimate number. Okay. And it can be like any, like from the top to the bottom. Yes. Okay. It, it just can't be five because that's what Scott picked. So, so any number but five. Exactly. Okay. So if I say Cinco, does that count? No, because that's still five. It's just in a different language. You oh, see how so, that works? So, so, so I have to speak the same language, basically. That would help because I don't speak a lot of languages. So five? No, five has been taken. Oh. But six. you can literally pick six. You want to pick six? Okay. Six. You pick six, you win. You did it. The correct answer is 102 times. Wow. What, 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 uh, what, what do I win? Scott is going to send you an autographed copy of his latest books, Why I Hate John Mariano. It's a 10-volume set. And it's Scratch and Sniff. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> you don't want to know. Does John doesn't seem real happy with that, actually. No, no, because I'm curious to see what it sniffs like. I <laughs> Listen... I'm still stuck on these reviews you read at the top of the show uh -huh. and anything I can do to make the outro longer, we're going to do. Well, we still got a piece of business as Scott so rudely pointed out. Yeah. Uh, we have to take I'm down off the dice and put something else on. So uh, Scott Haskin, I'm sure you've been thinking about this the entire episode. What track would you like to put on the dice for next week? I'm actually still stunned that we finally drew I'm down. I think if it was if it had still been in sixth position on the dice, it would still be on the dice. 
you know, I don't, we have a lot of live stuff to cover and there's really not a lot of live stuff on the dice right now. So I'm going to go with Last Child from Live Bootleg. All right, Last Child from Live Bootleg going on the dice for next week. Excellent, well done. I think that's a good one. Thank you. All right, everyone's got their plugs in. We got the dice all updated. If that's all, any, any, any anything else? John, you have the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, why why did you pick uh, Last Child? Well, because it's a song I've never heard, and it's the Last Child. It's got to be epic. So, 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 it's just like saying, seeing like that sounded pretty cool. I'm gonna throw that on the dice. Yeah, it's not the second to the last child or child number two. It's the last child. Okay, I mean, I, I'm expecting I, big things. I just I didn't want to wait till next week for us to get clarity on that. So I wanted to make sure we had clarity before we wound up the show. Um, Corey, my number is six. Thank you. You've already won, and you've won a second time. Good job. So if that's all, I don't see any hands going up. Everybody's good. On behalf of John Mariano and Scott Haskin, my name is Corey Morissette. Thank you very much for tolerating us. And as always, let's give the final word to Steven Tyler. So <laughs>